Smithsonian. The Lights Out exhibit, if you're, if you're watching this, you can see it recovering our night sky. I'm very honored to be joined by Shannon Willis. She is an exhibition and graphic designer, originally from Maryland, now residing in North Bethesda. Alongside her life as a designer, she is a devoted pet parent with two dogs and enjoys diverse creative outlets such as art, Greg, design, building, dining out, and horror movies. <laughs> Shannon's lifelong passion for arts and crafts led her to pursue studies in industrial design at Virginia Tech and graphic design at the Art Institute of Washington. For the past 13 years, she has been an invaluable member of the Museum of Natural History, utilizing her creative prowess to design engaging exhibitions. Shannon's enthusiasm and commitment to her craft drive her to constantly seek new opportunities for growth and expand her knowledge, her dedication, and transformative work leave a lasting impact on design at NMNH. That's the National, National Museum of Natural History, mm -hmm. right? Yes. The National Museum of Natural History. Delighting visitors and contributing to the museum's success, and we're very, very happy that she's helped out with this display. Lights out, recovering our night sky at the Smithsonian. Tell us how you contributed to this display, Shannon. Um, so I am an exhibit designer here at Natural History, and I designed Lights Out. Um, I guess the process of design and it's a collaborative effort. Um, but normally, you know, I start with kind of getting a sense of what the content is kind of what it feels like uh, visually. So I'll do like an initial search for things that have to do with what we're gonna talk about and just try to get an aesthetic, you know, vibe about the space and, and what I'm gonna do. And then um, uh, and then usually I get script uh, from our writer and I start to play with the panels and the colors and the fonts and try to get a sense of how to visually tell the story to get people to kind of feel the content as it were when you're reading it, you know. Obviously, mm. the visual impact helps you understand or either, you know, engage with it differently. So that's what my role is here to design the space. How long, how long ago did, we, did you start working on the Lights Out exhibit? Uh, it's been two years. Two years. Yeah, it's been okay. two years. Um, and, you know, there were some delays with the pandemic. But, um, you know, I think partially, too, I tend to get a jump start on designs before I start a show. Like, even if I haven't fully gotten anything to work on yet, I just do background research and just kind of get some visual inspiration mm. together. So probably two years and a little before that, just thinking about what I wanted to do. From start to opening the exhibit. Yep. Wow. What was the uh, most difficult part? Um, you know, it's funny because I feel like uh, this show, I actually felt... Visually, I felt like it resonated with it and I was really mm. excited to start it. So it, you know, some shows with the content, you maybe it's just a little bit harder to wrap your head around and, or maybe it's just visually or harder to tell a story. But I don't know. I was really excited about, you know, doing something about light pollution. The night sky I knew that the imagery would be great. Mm. Um, so I feel like I kind of rolled into the design of it pretty early on and had a good flow. I think it just gets more difficult when you're narrowing it down with content to make sure like okay i did pie in the sky like i want things to look this way but now it needs to be readable it needs to be accessible it, mm. it needs to tell the story specifically this way and so it's more that it just as you work through it it gets a little bit more specific it sounds to me like it touched you a little bit like this particular exhibit like it, you learned a lot. Did. did you know much about light pollution before you started? No. Um, I mean, I, I knew it existed, uh, but I certainly learned a lot with this show. Um, 
most of the content is new to me in, in terms of the specifics of light pollution and all the things that go into creating it and how, you know, things that you could do to solve it. Mm. Um, I think the thing that probably stood out to me the most was the solutions that you can do to help mitigate those, you know, the impacts that we have, even on a smaller level, you know, because you think of something that's so vast and think like, okay, well, there's not much I can do, but, mm. you know, but I didn't know anything really about my pollution to this scale. So this show has been great for me too. Mm. I, know, I know everything's great, but what's your favorite part of the exhibit? If you had to pick one section. Wow. Um, okay. The favorite, I guess my favorite part was, it's probably the insect animal section where mm. we talk about how it impacts other life. Mm -hmm. um, I think one, it was an opportunity to design several different case displays. And so that content is very different and it's kind of layered. So there's, and I look at things from a graphic perspective. So I like doing the wallpapers and there's mm. illustrations and the text and, you know, cases are a little different because there's three dimension to it. So I would say that's probably my most interesting uh, section. Plus I also think I learned the most about, you know, not just impact to us, but to everything else. Yeah. Well, light pollution is pollution. And yeah, I think a lot of exactly. people only see it as a metaphor. Yeah. You know, they're saying like, well, oh, so you mean it's kind of like pollution, but it isn't. Actually, if you walk through this display, you're going to find out how light impacts all manner of different things. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're listening, come on down to Washington, D.C. and check out the Lights Out exhibit. Um, when you're starting the process, so it sounds like you're involved from the beginning of the mm -hmm. exhibit, from the conception of things. Yes through to its completion to the grand opening and whatever right. it is, right? How do you start thinking about a display like this? What, what are you thinking? How do I, how do I show light pollution? Do I use light? It's going to be inside. Like, how do you, how do you start thinking that through? Um, I mean, I guess I generally start from a visual standpoint. So first, you know, like with this show, when I knew what the concept was, we have like an initial meeting where we're talking about the ideas and kind of where we want to go with the project, I start thinking about, okay, well, what, what stories are we going to tell and how can we do that visually? So it might be, and I'm sure lots of the ideas that I, that I draft in the beginning probably don't end up making it into the show because either it's like, we can't do that. It's mm. too, it's too grandiose or it just doesn't make sense for the space. But I start thinking about like the visual elements first and then I say, you know, okay, well, we, we want to tell a story in like the intro where it's kind of a semi-interactive, you're looking at what your night sky might look like on a portal scale. And then I think like, how do we do that in a way that engages not just one sense, but like multiple senses. Mm. So, and I start to, you know, sketch out ideas about how we can make things, you know, three-dimensional or interactive. And then once I start going through those details, you know, those sketches become 3D models on a computer. And mm. then we run through feasibility and then we talk about budget. And so, you know, a lot of it is fine tuning. Money. Yeah, I would just say fine tuning. But then you have like these great ideas and then you're like, that's financially impossible. So then you figure out how to do that in a mm. reasonable way. And so that's kind of how I, I go through the process. Do you have any idea how long the exhibit will last? I think it's up. Uh, Two, two or three years, three years. Three years. Yeah. I think it goes on the road after that. And so yes. I was talking with, yeah, uh, you know, it's so important because if, if, you know, this is the place that we call along here, the whole row of the mall and all the museums and the monuments and all that. This is a, a, a great American flex down here. So if you haven't been to DC, <laughs> get down here because it's pretty, 
it's there's nothing like this outside of Europe. I'll tell you that. I've been to Ottawa and Canada. I'm Canadian. I've been around. This is a flex. But you know, when it when it when it when it gets into the Smithsonian, that's when it there's something about that that this is actually a scientific issue. This matters. Yes. People need to know about this. And so I feel like the the movements arrived, Greg. Right that's good. With, with the, with us here at the, with the Smithsonian, <laughs> if you're out there listening to this or watching it on on LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever you are right now, come on down to DC, take a trip, bring your family, bring your friends, and check out while you're here the lights out exhibit covering the night sky at the National Museum of Natural History, yes. right here in beautiful Washington DC. Is there any final thoughts, Shannon, before we close off the live stream that you want to tell people listening? Um, I just hope that they do come down and actually see it for themselves. I think it's got a lot of information, and yeah, while it's got a lot of text, it's it's visually digestible, and I think it's actually really important. Important, and I think they'll walk away with a really good understanding of light pollution, and that it's not such a daunting task that we can't we can't help to resolve. Part of the exhibit, if you're listening to this, folks, is, <laughs> is the, there's a beaded. Um, piece of artwork done by a First Nations artist. I can't remember her name right off the top of my head. Margaret but it's, if you look at it for a while, it's spectacular. It's of the Milky Way and it's very, very beautiful. Just it one is. reason to come down and check it out. There's all sorts of things back there you'll enjoy. Thanks for listening. And um, and we'll be back in about two minutes with our next guest. So just give us one minute here, folks.